Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host. Today, we have part two of Christine Kane's message about trusting God in every circumstance. Here's Christine. Because of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross, everybody can have a life beyond their past and enter into their God-given destiny and God-given future. He says, what do you have? Christine, are you going to spend your life telling me about what happened to you? Or are you going to make what I did for you greater than what anyone else did to you? And if you do that, then you will give me what you have. So little boy that was uncounted. Do you think when his mother was packing his lunch that day, she thought she was doing anything significant? You know those little seemingly insignificant tasks you do? Well, I'm just a mum. I'm just this. I'm just that. There is no just in the kingdom of God. That mother was, pay, was uh, packing the ingredients for a miracle that day that I would be talking about this day. You do not know. Every time you do that seemingly boring task, you love your kids, you, you sow into their lives, you go and serve in the school, you go and serve, you think it's nothing, but you could be packing the ingredients for a miracle that day that's going to change somebody else's life. And so he brings it. Can you just imagine this? They bring the five loaves and two fish and they're looking at it and I can imagine everyone going, wow, especially Peter. See, Jesus, we did it your way. Knock yourself out. Look at that. If you did it our way, Jesus, the crowds would be eating now and they'll be back next week. But now they're not going to come back next Sunday because they're hungry. And we said we were going to give them something to eat. And wow, this is all we've got. Five loaves and two fish. And can you imagine Jesus? Jesus going, whoa. So you actually now think that this disqualifies me. You think because this is impossible, I can't be God. You think just because you can't do this, it means I can't do this. I'm not you. I'm infinite. You're a finite peon. I'm not. I'm God. I'm God. See, that's what we do. We bring our not enough to God and then we think He can't do anything with it. And He says, oh no, I don't even turn up until it's impossible. Impossible is where God starts. Miracles are what God does. He does not need to turn up until it's impossible because while you are resourced enough, while you are gifted enough, while you are talented enough, while you are connected enough, you don't need God. And you're gonna take the credit for it somewhere down the track. So God says, I might just wait till I send you into the crowd. You do everything you can do in the natural and you come back and say, man, I did everything I knew to do, God, and there's only five loaves and two fish. And he's like, I want you to remember that because when I do this miracle, I don't want you to think you had anything to do with it. And I'm going to get all my glory through your life because you're going to know you never had enough to be able to do it ever. Every time we open an office, I'm never thinking that, wow, I'm great because you can start to get confident. You can start to think you can actually be a Christian and not have lived in faith for decades. Because when you started, you never thought, you were like, God, here it is, five loaves and two fish. But you have not lived a five loaves and two fish Christianity for a long time. And the only way I stay in faith is by having a work that says, well, Lord, it sounds awesome to everyone else, 12 officers, but you and I, we know I'm walking on water. We know we're so far out of the, of the safety zone. And so that's how it works in my life. That's how you stay in faith. But what happens is we get really confident I can do this and I can afford this and we can make this happen. And there's always good stewardship. But I wonder when the last time was that you were in faith. And I wonder if you actually discounted God because your situation requires a miracle. It is amazing how long we can walk with the Lord and forget that the Lord does miracles, the Bible tells 
uh, Psalm 77, 14 says, you are the God that does miracles. God still does miracles today. And yet we don't even have a situation. Most of us, we pray for signs and wonders and miracles, and then we avoid any kind of context where a miracle is necessary. But that's another sermon. And so we'll stay here. So they bring it to him, and Jesus says, well, impossible is where I start. Miracles are what I do. That's how it works. And so then the Bible says he takes the, and what does he do? He blesses it. Do you realize that Jesus blessed what was never going to be enough? What do you do with your not enough? See, most of us, we curse our not enough, and then we want God to bless what we've cursed. We start going, I hate my house. I hate my car. I hate my spouse. I wish I had a spouse to hate. I hate my kids. I hate this. I hate that. I can't stand this, and I can't stand that. And we murmur, grumble, and complain, and we're full of unbelief, and we're full of faith, and we curse, 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 and then we want God to bless it. Do you know how your life would change if you began to bless your not enough instead of if you change your confession a bit? And started saying, you know what, this might not be the house I ultimately end up in, but I thank God right now. We've got a roof over our head. This might not be the job that I'm ultimately going to end up in, but I thank God right now. We've got some food on the table. My kids may not be where I want them to be, but I thank God the hound of heaven is out there chasing them down and he's going to bring them home. My marriage may not be where it's going to be, but I thank God we're still working. What if we start to bless and not curse and not enough? The Bible says he blessed it, and then what did he do? The text tells us that he broke it. Do you know when the miracle of multiplication started to happen? It was in the breaking. As long as Jesus kept breaking, it kept multiplying. We don't feed people out of our strong places. We feed people out of our broken places. Anyone besides me ever been broken in your life? Anyone besides me ever had a broken family or a broken heart or a broken relationship or a broken body or broken finances or a broken dream or a broken habit? Anyone besides me ever been broken? The enemy comes and tries to tell you that brokenness is going to disqualify you from the purposes of God. But I've come here this morning to tell you that brokenness is the very thing if you allow God to redeem it, He will use it to feed the multitudes in your future. It's what God does. It's what God does. He's in the miracle working business. And it's just like him to take an unnamed, unwanted, abused, adopted chick from the back of Australia and say, not only will I rescue you, but I want you to turn around now and begin to rescue others. The very thing that the enemy meant for evil against you, I've turned it all around and I have worked it together for good to God. Be the glory. That's what God does. That's what God does. Your brokenness has not disqualified you. Your brokenness, while you keep putting it in the hands of God, He'll keep feeding the multitudes. I don't do it through my strengths. Where my life, by God's grace, has reached millions, it's not through my strengths. It's the broken pieces. It's the broken pieces. That was Christine Kane, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, Trust God in Any Difficulty. You can also find out more information at christinecane.com. I encourage you to check her out and to see all the different books she has written. She's got some great ones. I've read them, and I, you know, she's just a great minister. So have a great day, and remember to live your 320 life more than you can imagine.